Okay, let's get the obvious out of the way. Most of the pod listeners from the first episode tuned in on YouTube and enjoyed the visual aspect, but sorry, I hated it so much, so I'm scrapping it. That's what you get to do when you're the boss. It was just such a pain in the ass, and I'm actually a very busy person and don't have time for the whole setup and the intense editing, you know? And can I just say... There's such a big learning curve when it comes to working independently. Everything that you see for Topaz in Witch Talk, I do completely alone. So the TikTok content that gets pumped out three times a day, every day, the Instagram content, packing and sending out orders, recording the pod, editing the pod, editing social media clips for the pod. It's just, it's just a lot. And I had to learn how to do all all of it by myself. Um, and if it sounds like I'm complaining, I'm not, I'm just giving context, but yeah, the video aspect didn't go how I want it to, how I wanted it to at all. Let's start with the fact that it's a janky ass camera and I was robbed. I don't know anything about cameras, so I guess it's actually my fault that I thought this expensive, well-known camera was going to work and produce good quality, but it didn't. Um, yeah, like basically when we were recording episode one, the camera kept shutting off every 11 minutes. And based on what I read online, it's because it was preparing to overheat, even though it wasn't overheating, something like that, which was really annoying for me because I didn't know it was happening until we were recording. And overall, if I'm going to do visuals, I want it to be top tier and the best and also as easy as possible. Um... The episode turned out great, but I just feel like until I actually know what I'm doing and find a process that's easy for me when it comes to podcasting, which talk will be audio only, which I think is better anyway, because hot take podcast should only be audio only and should be listened in the background of you doing something else like working out or cleaning your room. I've never watched a visual podcast because I think it's stupid. It's like watching TV. It's like if I want to watch TV, I would watch TV, but I know it's what people want, so I'm working on it, especially because there are going to be so many cool guests, and I know that you guys are going to want to see them and me interact on a screen, but heads up, episode three does feature a guest, and it's getting recorded this week, and will be audio only, because I don't have a new camera yet, um, unfortunately. The one I bought, I bought specifically, like, for one shooting like taking pictures of um like the topaz products but like mainly it was for like the visual aspect of the podcast and i like just got it so yeah oh i bought that camera too like three months ago it was expensive and now i hate it (laughs) but enough of that today's episode is all about sagittarius we are going to dive deep into sag traits the sagittarius mind And I'm just going to explain the role of Sagittarius in astrology. So with that being said, welcome witches to episode two of Witch Talk. My name is Brie and I'm a Scorpio sun, Taurus moon, and Pisces rising. If you made it this far to the second episode, God bless and happy Sag season. By the time this is getting posted, it will officially be Sag season. That's what I'm planning to do. So if it's the 22nd of November then yeah, it's Sag season, which means fire and excitement and new opportunities. You know, I have so much to say, so I kind of just want to get straight into the episode. But as y'all can see, we have no guests. And I think that means that 
these solo episodes are going to be like astrology lessons with Brie. I have a lot of knowledge and I know a lot about Sagittarius and obviously all the, all the other zodiac signs. But um, my Venus is in Sag, which is one of my favorite placements. I have Sag in my ninth and 10th houses. And a lot of my passions are Sag related. And some of the things that I really love about myself come from those Sag placements. So I'm ready to talk about this. Okay, girl. Sagittarius. So the translation, like traditional translation of Sagittarius in mythology and astrology, it's half human, half horse, but also the archer, which gets into the symbol of Sagittarius, which is the bow and arrow. Its element is fire. It's a fire sign along with Leo and Aries. Its modality is mutable along with Gemini, Virgo, and Pisces. It's a masculine sign, the planet that it traditionally, like that traditionally rules over Sagittarius is going to be Jupiter. And I just kind of wanted to add this one in. (laughs) My favorite Sag celebrities are Taylor Swift and Walt Disney. Walt Disney's not a celebrity, but like he was a Sag. And I have my reason for, like, I just feel like Walt Disney represents the Sag traits that I'll talk about later so, so, so much, but I'll get to Walt Disney later. And I'll also get to Taylor Swift later. (laughs) But those are my two, like, when I think of a Sagittarius, I think about those two. I also, like, think about Nicki Minaj. I think that's, like, the biggest, like, modern Sagittarius celebrity that people think about. She is so Sag. Um, But I'll also talk about her, too. So when, uh, I love to think about astrology, like, as this huge wheel, which it, which it is. But something that a lot of people don't grasp is that astrology is continuous and that The signs build off of each other. So when we talk about Sagittarius, it's impossible to not speak about the sign before it, which is Scorpio, as well as, I guess, the sign after it, which is Capricorn. So let's do a quick recap of Scorpio, Scorpionic energy, and then build onto what that means stepping into Sag season, because I promise it relates. So Scorpio season, which takes place at the end of October to like the end of November, is a very intensive and reflective time for people when people think of Scorpio season they think of this like dark gloomy gothic Wednesday Adams type of vibe and it's truly just a period of um of depth whether with yourself or with other people you know I just feel like Scorpio season is a time where you can be a little bit hard on yourself and the people around you it's very Halloween very black and very spiderweb if you get what I mean and then when you step into Sag season it's like oh lol it really wasn't that fucking deep Sag season brings forward this lighter more hopeful energy you know like Sagittarius is your older brother who's on the football team and jokes a lot and does a lot of pranks and never takes life too seriously But also no one takes him seriously either. He doesn't have many attachments because things aren't that deep to him. So he goes off and travels the world and spends money and doesn't take life too seriously. In fact, Sagittarius is the son of Capricorn, okay? For those of you who don't know, Capricorn's the father of the Zodiac. And I kind of interpret the relationship between Sagittarius and Capricorn like it's like as if like Capricorn is the father of Sagittarius and Capricorn is this big business CEO and who's super serious and has spent like his entire life building an empire 
through so much hard work. And then Sagittarius is his like 23-year-old son who's also a Nepo baby and gets hired and is like, dad, you got this, right? Like, I don't actually have to do any work. Oh my God, wait. Sagittarius's are the Roman Roy's of the Zodiac. Oh my God, yeah. If you don't know who Roman Roy is, watch Succession. He's the like, he's the Sagittarius of, of he's, oh my God, he's such a Sagittarius. That I don't know why that just came to me. Yeah, he, I, I don't know how to explain Roman Roy other than the fact that he's a Sagittarius. <laughs> but he's like, he jokes a lot. He's like the comedic relief, I guess, the show. I mean, the entire show is super funny. People wouldn't label Succession as like a comedy, I don't think. But they're delivering, like, their lines are just hilarious to me. Um, but, yeah, he's super, super jokey. He's kind of, I think he's the youngest, right? And he kind of, like, isn't taken seriously at all. But he still does crave and, like, does want to take over his father's company and his father's legacy when given the chance. He does take it seriously. Um, I'm not going to get into this discussion, though. But you guys have to watch it for yourself. But, yeah, Roman Roy is... He is so Sagittarius. Um, but back to what I was saying, like, that's not to say that Sagittarius's are lazy. Like, when I say, like, they're this 23-year-old, like, Nepo baby son and that they don't do any work. In fact, I think they're very hardworking people, which I'll get to in a little bit. But they're just very free-spirited people and not in the hippie way. <laughs> um, it's more just in the Sagittarius's beat to their own drum kind of way, you know? Sagittarius don't have a set plan they're always reaching for new possibilities and hoping for expansion in all areas of their life when given the chance i think also sages have this way of being able to detach easily and let go of things easier than scorpio or capricorn because like like let's use scorpio as an example scorpio has this almost need and i can say this because i'm a scorpio and i have a lot of scorpio placements but Scorpios have this need to hold on to things, you know, they can't help but wallow in their sadness and their grief. And usually Scorpios will investigate harder and hurt our own feelings more just to get to the bottom of something. But a Sagittarius can recognize when something is no longer serving them and take themselves out of a situation, you know, Sagittarius know when to detach. I also think that's interesting because me having a Sag Venus, this shows up for me a lot, only with that specific placement. And Venus in Sagittarius can mean a lot of things. It doesn't necessarily have to relate to relationships 100% of the time. But I'm going to use Venus in, in like talking about relationships for this placement. So as a Scorpio and someone who has multiple Scorpio placements, I do find myself obsessing over romantic partners. But that Venus and Sag really pulls me together and I often feel very indifferent towards those romantic partners as well. And I know that's so contradicting, but I tend to notice as a Scorpio who also has a Pisces rising, I am so la 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 and so obsessed with the idea of people before I actually even get to know them. And then when I do actually get to know that person and I'm faced with reality and realize that they're a normal person just like me, essentially me taking them off of a pedestal I am so indifferent <laughs> like us Venus and Sag people need people who add value to our lives in romance and so if you're not adding value you're <laughs> you're getting the boot um 
I actually have a perfect example of this and I'm going to talk about one of my I don't I, I don't even know if this, if this was like can even be considered a situationship no it's it can't it can't but it was like more of like an entanglement emotionally an emotional entanglement with someone and he also had his Venus in Sagittarius which you know I feel like two Venus and Sag people like that's I feel like that alone is a good combo because I feel like you can be on the same page about like that type of romantic stuff maybe it was like the other placements that we had that just didn't oh no for sure they didn't go together um um and you know I don't really know what I felt for him because he was so kind and gentle and amazing to me and it was the first time that I felt like a man cared about me and took care of me but we never crossed that line into romance it was completely platonic but as our friendship um, evolved with each other, I think I started to have romantic feelings for him. And I couldn't tell if they were reciprocated for a lot of reasons that I cannot get into on here. But honestly, me being confused to if he had feelings for me was like the biggest turnoff ever. Like if you can't say that you like me and that you have feelings for me and you're just keeping me around for whatever reason, like I cannot do that. So naturally, anyway, I'm trying to get to the point. So naturally the crush wore off and I saw him for what he was, which was, I mean, nothing bad really. Like he wasn't a bad person at all. He was just regular. He was mediocre. He was a regular mediocre ass man. And I was, it was generally like the vampire diaries and like the humanity switch that they have. If you've ever watched that, like I became so detached from him so fast. I think I still remember the exact moment I stopped having feelings for him. And so I was like, you're not adding any value to my life. So you're done. And I went from talking pretty much like every day with him to, I don't know, I haven't spoke to him in like, you know, like six, seven months, maybe even, it's like probably almost a year. Um, I kind of feel bad though. Cause like, I did not tell him why. There really isn't like a reason why though, too. That's just like, that's what I'm saying. That I guess that's what, yeah, that guys, that's what I'm saying. Like that detachment is so real with with Sag placements, especially Venus and Sag romantically, like there really isn't like a, a reason why I stopped talking to him. It was just kind of like, you're not adding anything to my life and I don't really need you here. So bye. Like I'm okay without you. Like very, very independent people. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I share that story to explain that Venus and Sag, Sag placements probably in general can make you pretty detached from people. But I also just want to say that when a Venus and Sag person does fall in love they are all into that one person and we get a bad rep because a lot of people say that Venus and sad people are cheaters and I don't even think that's what it is I just think that we are people who once again need value from other people coming into our lives but we are also super 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 independent and can think alone and live life on our own and the reality is, is that we can find value in a lot of, we can find value in lots of people, you know, and lots of connections that we have. And I'm a firm believer in the idea that you don't need to just have one soulmate um, and you don't have just one soulmate, you know, you have multiple. And I think that is a very Venus and Sag way of thinking, which is why a lot of Venus and Sag people don't believe in monogamy and why we like to have fun with lots of people instead of committing to just one person. Now, some may say, that's called cheating. I say it's called living life to the fullest. <laughs> so I want to go through five or six personality traits that I associate with Sag that I have here in my notes. 
And this is from, I don't know, like personal interactions, Sag celebrities in the media, my research on Sages, etc. And um, this list is going in order from basic traits to more worldly and like inspirational traits. And I guess, I mean, it's going to start off pretty like, at, the word that comes to my mind is basically, yeah, like a little bit more shallow traits and then like the bigger picture traits of a Sagittarius. So the first I have here is playful. Sages are super, super playful, super, super jokey, super, super comedic relief type of people. Like I was mentioning with Roman Roy earlier. For every sign, I also have this like pretty intense, like kind of like borderline like psychic vision and like visual description of that sign. Um, and I have one for Sag that I'm about to share, but just to give you guys a quick example, for Aries, it's a little three-year-old stomping on the ground because the kid's not getting what they want. <laughs> and they're like crying and throwing a tantrum. So like if someone, it's it's like someone says the word Aries to me, like that's, that's what I'm going to picture. Now for Sag, there are two things I picture actually for Sag. The first is a big, furry, fluffy dog running around in a like I guess dog park or like central park in a field and that's just it that like they're playing fetch with their owner they're playing they're being playful they're having fun they're living life they're, they have no no worries I don't want to say no care in the world but just kind of like they're just like going with the flow like <laughs> that is just very Sagittarius like that's so Sagittarius the second which I Associate, I feel like, with more Sag rising than Sagittarius themselves. Because also, you guys have to know, remember, sun sign isn't necessarily completely who you are. It's just, I kind of just associate your sun sign with the month that you were born, you know, the day that you were born. Because, like, you can, I have a, I, I have a friend, I think, I think this is her big three, I don't remember. But she's, like, she's a Sag sun, but she has, like, every other placement she has is Capricorn. I'm, like baby, you're not a Sag, you're a Capricorn, you know? So just take everything I'm saying with like a grain of salt. Like this is, I'm talking about Sagittarius energy in general, not necessarily Sag sun. But um, yeah, Sag risings I usually associate with Coyote Ugly, one of my favorite, 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 favorite movies of all time. Um, If you guys don't know what Coyote Ugly is, it's a, it's a, it's a movie that came out in, was it 2003? I think it, let me look it up. Wait. Let's look that up. What year did Coyote ever come out? 2000. August 4th, 2000. Okay. All right. Um, yes, anyway. So Coyote Ugly came out in 2000. And it's about this girl. I think her name is Violet. Violet, she is from New Jersey, I believe. She moves to New York to pursue her dream of being a singer or like a performer of some sort. Very like burlesque vibes with Christina Aguilar. If you guys have watched that movie as well, if you haven't, like, what are you actually doing? Like, actually stop this podcast right now and go watch those. But um, yeah, she goes to New York. She obviously like doesn't have a job or like I don't know. Like, did she even save any? Oh no, she got an apartment and then like someone like robbed the apartment and like robbed all of her money. So then she like really really needed a job. Like I think she saved like a lot of money like for her rent for like lots of months. So then yeah, she needed money, so she needed a job. She went to, uh, I don't know, like, I guess she went to go work in a restaurant. Something bad happened. I don't really remember. 
but she gets a job in this bar, this crazy, crazy, crazy bar called Coyote Ugly. Crazy shit happens in that bar, guys. Uh, they violate like all of the rules and everything. Like, <laughs> I don't even think they have a liquor license. Like, it it was it's crazy. And so, essentially, back to this this visual description I have of Sag Rising. There's this one scene in the movie, very famous scene in the movie, where the main character Violet she is dancing on the tabletop of this bar of coyote ugly and she's like there's like water being poured on her and stuff she just looks crazy and she looks messy and she's just dancing and having fun on the tabletops of this bar so yeah that's like also a very sad um sad uh what am i trying to say like yeah just like a sad vibe a sad vibe and especially with like when I'm thinking about that with like the 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 water in her hair and also it probably wasn't even like water probably like alcohol but like she's taking shots or people are giving her shots or whatever it's Sag is okay with like mess you know I feel like Sag's can get very sticky can get very like in the dirt they're not afraid to get mud underneath their fingers um so yeah that, that's just another thing I want to say so that was the first one Second one is boundary pushing slash jokes. I don't know what that is necessarily. I think those are just like two different ideas. I just didn't want to make another bullet point. But um, let's start with let's start with um, let's start with boundary pushing. So for boundary pushing, I that's like another thing I was talking about with Walt Disney. I don't really want to spend too much time on Walt Disney because I want to talk about him later. But um, Walt. I mean Walt Disney created fucking Disney like is that not boundary pushing or what einstein albert einstein he's not a sag he's a sag moon but he's a pisces sun sag moon what is his rising don't know don't know but um i I, he also has like some third and fourth house placements that are very like sagittarian um i i definitely should have like researched and looked this up before i started talking about it i kind of just made some crazy bullet points but regardless, Einstein has like some major Jupiter and like um, Sag influences on him. And I mean, that's Albert fucking Einstein. Like he was pushing so many boundaries when it came to science and to what we what we, what we study today. I mean, like he, he literally changed the world. So, yeah, Sagittarius are very boundary pushing people, both physically and mentally. Hey, I feel like a Sag is not afraid to get in your face and tell you some shit, too. So... I guess that's what I mean with boundary pushing. And as for the jokes part, I think I just put jokes in here because my middle school best friend was a Sagittarius and she was just mean as fuck. And she like would roast people underneath the the, the like guys disguise or whatever as of, of being like, oh, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But like she would like tear people to shreds. <laughs> um, and I really didn't vibe with that. That's why we're not friends anymore. But um, I feel like, yeah, okay, th- actually, this gets to my, my third one, my third bullet point, which is, like, bold slash judgmental, like, Sagittarius are loud, they're, they're jokey people who, like, will kind of do anything for a, for a laugh, um, and they have very bold personalities, and they're not afraid to, to be that, to be that person, um, next to these notes, I have Nicki Minaj and Chrissy Teigen, which are, they're both Sagittarius's, and, I don't know it's just like Sagittarius just kind of have this like superiority complex to them um and 
it's weird. <laughs> they kind of, they, they think that they're the best person in the room. They have this superiority complex. Now, there is definitely a difference between superiority complex and God complex, though, because the sign that has the God complex in the Zodiac is not Sagittarius. It's um, Aquarius. But a Sag will walk into the room. Their shoulders will be back. They will have the best posture. They they kind of know how to command a room, okay? Sages like think they're the baddest bee in there. And they always think they're right. They always think they're right. And you know, that's not in a fixed way though, because they're not a fixed sign. They're a mutable sign, as I said before earlier. Um, so it's not like they're stubborn necessarily. They're not stubborn. It's more just of a like, no, I said what I said and I'm right. <laughs> I don't know how to explain how that's not stubborn. Um, but I, I guess out of the fire signs that they're, they're more on the suburb side. Okay. Next one is optimistic. Now. Yes, 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 yes. Optimistic one, because of that heavy, sorry, um, heavy Jupiter influence on them. Sag is ruled by Jupiter. Sag brings color from that black, dark Scorpio season, you know, as I said before, Scorpio season is a very cold time, a very reflective time, a very sad time, a very la 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 wallowing time. And then with Sag, it's kind of like, wait, maybe there is a point to like living, you know? Um, a lot of optimism, which I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to it later. I'm gonna get to it. I'm trying to get through these bullet points. Um, it's already like 20 something minutes in. Like, let's get to it. I have a lot more to say the fourth one are we on the fourth We're, whatever the next one is passionate okay guys now i think passionate like having a lot of passion and then the next bullet point that i'm going to talk about are the two most ones that i think about when i think about a sagittarius so i don't know it's just like so interesting to me that we give so much credit to capricorn the sign after sag with being the most hardworking sign. And I do think that's very true. I do think that Capricorns are very hardworking, blah, blah, blah. But for Capricorns and Capricorn placements, I think it does truly stem from a place of like not wanting to be a failure and anxiety and being career driven versus Sagittarius, which is driven a little bit more by passion and working hard because they want their personal goals relating to like freedom and stuff and wanting to succeed for themselves not for other people whereas I feel like Capricorns are kind of focusing and planning for the long term which could I guess kind of include family as well um whereas Sages are very they're 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 acting on impulse okay they're going head first into everything from passion it's stemming from passion that's one of my favorite traits about about a Sagittarius. I love that they're very passionate people. Sometimes to a fault, you know, they, they like to argue. <laughs> they like to, you know, like I said, prove that they're the best person in this room. They're always right about something. But um, yeah, that that's like definitely one of my favorite uh, traits about a Sagittarius. Okay, last one I have here, which is also my favorite one, I think, is Sagittarius's are limitless okay mama the limit does not exist the limit does not ex the limit does not exist um if you watch mean girls if you are a mean girl stan then you you know you know what I'm talking about when I say that um now I think this is a good time to talk about Taylor Swift and like Walt Disney 
let's start with Taylor Swift, okay? She is one of the most sag of sages of the sag, okay? She also has, I think she has a Capricorn moon, but she is like, the limit does not exist with that woman. Like, I literally love Taylor. I saw her in LA a couple months ago for her tour, for the Eras tour. And she just keeps going and going and going and going and going. There is no limit to her success, to her success. And that's why a lot of people hate on her. Because they're like, you have been famous since you were 16 years old. You have been, your first album was in your 16 years. You're, you're 32 years old right now. And like, why are you still going? And like, blah, 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 blah. shut up. Okay. Like that, I, people are hating on her for that. And I'm like, babe what what do you mean like that's something that you should be applauding someone for to have this relevancy for so many so many so many years the limit does not exist for her like she is going to continue to keep going and keep going and keep going I just I just love her so much I don't want to I I literally could talk about Taylor Swift for so long I used to do (laughs) for this the guy that I was talking about earlier I did a three hour presentation on taylor swift just for fun and it was off the dome because i just love her so much <laughs> so i could talk about taylor swift all, all day i just don't want to i don't want to take up the space that we're, we're talking about sagittarius this year okay you know i don't want to take up the space for taylor swift so yeah but also i mean obviously she gets a lot of hate for like the whole boyfriend thing but it's because she's a bad b she's a sad g okay <laughs> um so that's taylor swift and then back to walt disney you know, where do I even start with him? I'm just like so intrigued. I'm so intrigued by um, Walt Disney and just like everything that he did. I know Disney is controversial right now. I think because they like support Israel and like are giving, giving like donating to Israel. So with that being said, I just want to say quickly, free Palestine, free fucking Palestine, free Congo. Anyway, though, Walt Disney, though, he's a Sagittarius and God, when you think about animation, like, was animation even a thing before him? Like, was that really a thing? And if it was, it really wasn't because he created it. He put it on the map, you know? When you think about Disney, too, Disney is this company. Oh, my God. I don't want to give, like, ugh, support to Disney. I'm not giving support to Disney. I'm giving support to Walt Disney's creativity, okay? Um, But when you think about Disney, you think about this this kind of like creativity and this expansion and kind of this like Disney world, Disneyland, whatever is a, is a place of where dreams can come true. I don't know what their slogan is, but like Disney itself just kind of represents this bigger idea of being able to achieve your dreams. And like the whole, the whole thing of just of like the animation for kids and for, for magic. And I think the symbolism behind also Walt Disney when it first like I guess when he was first releasing projects I think Snow White was like one of his first it completely flopped people hated it people thought it was weird um and it really didn't do well Snow White and like other stuff that he had released so that's very interesting because I'm like what that's like fucking Disney like that's Disney (laughs) but like Disney itself and Walt Disney was such an interesting person um and for him to to create something so iconic, I don't see how you couldn't, not even something so iconic, I think something so iconic as this thing that I don't think anybody could kind of, I don't want to say live without, 
but it definitely shaped it definitely it definitely shaped like animation and tv and stuff like just everything even like the messages that are that are in these like classic disney stories these princess stories everything so yeah i i walt disney was definitely a very limitless person like he had no limits i don't think and i think i think he he knew that he he had unlimited opportunities he could do whatever he wanted and i feel like that's very true for a lot of people who have you know major sad placements like there's a certain ambition they these people have drive you know they're not necessarily scared to to fail and you know that actually brings me up to my next point not another trait now we're moving on to the bow and arrow the symbol for Sagittarius you know like if you're putting in a if you type in Sagittarius on your phone and you go to the emojis the symbol for Sagittarius is a, is a bow and arrow I don't know how, how, how else to explain it guys it's not that hard the idea of the bow and arrow is very interesting because Sag you know for certain signs let's use fixed signs let's use um Scorpio as an example because we've been talking about Scorpio so much <laughs> um it is Scorpio season as I'm recording this but anyway Scorpio if Scorpio is firing an arrow at you it's going to be a very precise shot it's going to be very assassin okay it's going to be very like one single snipe one single shot and you're out you're dead you know whereas Sagittarius doesn't really care about that precision and a Sag will throw multiple, mul like hundreds of arrows at you and just hope one gets you, you know? They really aren't scared of mess, as I as I talked about before with Coyote Ugly. And just this idea of the, the symbol for Sagittarius being an arrow that only shoots upward. Arrows only go one way, okay? <laughs> they, I mean, I guess you could if you put a bow and arrow, put it downwards, it would go down. But traditionally, like, let's like use our heads here. Arrows only go one way. It's going up. It's going forward, you know? And I think that's also very symbolic of, of Sagittarius and like how Sages can move forward. Sages can let go. Kind of with this idea I was talking about earlier with Sages being able to detach. They they know how to move on, you know? Whereas like a Scorpio, Scorpio doesn't. <laughs> so the bow and arrow, the archer, all of that is just, wait. Oh my gosh, wait. Wait, guys. Taylor Swift on Lover, she has this song called The Archer, one of her best actual fucking songs ever. If you don't know, let me sing you a little, let me, let me sing you a little bit. It goes like, I've been the archer, I've been the prey, who could ever leave you, darling, and who could see, I see right through me, they see right through me. Anyway, one of my favorite fucking songs, I, she, okay, so she, wait, okay, I really don't want to make this about Taylor Swift. But she opened up the arrow store with Lover. And for for reasons that my Swifties will know why she opened it up with Lover. And when she sang the arrow, I, I literally felt like I was like having an outer body experience. But now I'm I say this all to say I wonder if she did, if she sang, if she if she wrote this song called The Archer because she is a Sagittarius. Like I wonder if that has ever crossed her mind. That's all I'm gonna say. Um that's all I really have to say about the bone arrow. I just think the bone arrow is like really fucking symbolic and like I don't like the Scorpio symbol is a fucking Scorpio like scorpion. It's like okay guys like we get it like we can have anything else like we can like I don't know I, I would want some like fangs or something that I don't know but the bow and arrow is just is is Merida from from Brave is she a Scorpio? I'm not not I know she's not a Scorpio is she is she a Sagittarius? Hmm. Wait let's look up 
what her sign would be. I would say that she's a Sagittarius, but we'll see what the internet says. What is Merida's sign? They said she's an Aries. I feel like they're only saying she's an Aries because like she's impulsive. But like Sagittarius are impulsive too. Because she has like red hair and blah blah blah. But like that's the only reason why I feel like people would say she's an Aries. Okay, wait. Oh no. Honestly, she okay, I feel like she has like an Aries rising, but like I feel like she's you know what? Regardless, she has some she has some sag in her. I'm getting a little distracted because now I'm going I'm looking I'm reading this article that says the Disney princess that matches each zodiac sign. What is Scorpio? Let's let's scroll down. Ariel. Please, I am not Ariel. What are you talking about? You're no stranger to intense transformation. Wait, what does it say? You're no stranger to intense transformations to become the person that you want to be, Scorpio. Intrigue and strong will are all that you need to accomplish anything you set your mind to. Why does the screen keep moving? This is why Ariel is your Disney princess match. Both you and Ariel share a deep desire to venture into the unknown, even if what you want to do is a little out of the normal for most people. Although it might be scary to go through so many changes in your journey, you and Ariel will feel more empowered thanks to your metamorphosis. <sighs> no. If anything, <laughs> if anything, we're fucking Ursula. What are you talking about? Anyway, let's keep going. So, as I said, Sag goes hand in hand with jupiter the planet jupiter hey 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 okay when i think about jupiter if anyone mentions jupiter to me what i think about when i think about jupiter i'm okay guys i'm a very visual person and which is i, I was never a visual learner necessarily i'm not a visual learner i don't think i'm yeah i'm not i'm not an audio learner i'm not a visual learner but like this is why I think I'm a psychic, which I'll talk about in another episode, guys, because I can go down that rabbit hole for a long time. But I do think I have like I've been having very like psychic dreams, psychic prophetic messages, all this stuff, because I, I can see intense, intense visions of things when I like think of a word, whatever. Jupiter is about seeking knowledge through insight. You know, it's a planet of expansion and possibility and opportunity and discovery i feel like that's the word that you need to be using when you think about jupiter understanding new beliefs you know exploration and jupiter is one ruled by well sag is ruled by jupiter but pisces is also ruled by jupiter okay and i want to talk about the difference between the two because when you think about a sag you're not thinking about a Pisces, okay? People are not, I, I feel like most people are not putting together the, the the similarities between the two. And so I'm not really gonna talk about the similarities between the two. I'm, I'm talking about the more of the differences. But to start, both Pisces and and Sages have this, this need for discovery, have this need for creativity, have this need for knowledge, okay? these are both people both signs are going to be searching for something that's more than them okay now here's the the difference pisces are very creative people yes i mean Sagittarius are very creative as well i think that's also a big trait for attaches they're creative but pisces are more like empath 
more artsy creative, okay? These are going to be the hippies looking out into the world for the answer and the meaning of life. These are very healing people. These are people who are exploring, not necessarily with their mind. I don't think they're more exploring as a form of healing and escapism oh yes 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 escapism that's a great word i feel like pisces are kind of dabbling with with drugs you know as like as an escape um they're gonna go to india and do a bunch of acid and just really like try to find the and do a lot of shrooms you know and just find the meaning of life and that type of stuff i don't know if you guys remember but early in the podcast i said this that Sagittarius is like that, that 23-year-old son, you know, who's going to go travel the world and spend lots of money. Um, Yeah, and he is, but he's not going to do it in the way a Pisces would do. I said specifically, I'm pretty sure I said this, he's not going to be a hippie. He's not a hippie. Let's get that out of the way. Pisces is the hippie, okay? Pisces is the Jupiter ruled sign. That's going to be the hippie. Whereas Sag, Sag is seeking knowledge in the same, I mean, Pisces is seeking knowledge as well, but Sag is seeking knowledge more through intellect, okay? Their journey for knowledge is going to be a little bit rougher. So whereas Pisces is going to be, I I, want to, I mean, I feel like Pisces is a very like aquatic sign. So I'm going to just use mermaid as an example. Pisces is going to be a mermaid. And on their journey for knowledge for, the, you know, this exploration that they're going on, they're going to be a little mermaid going through the water and like sailing through the seven seas and to get the get the knowledge and get the answer to all their questions and stuff. Whereas Sag, a Sagittarius is going to be climbing the mountains, okay? <laughs> the Sagittarius is going to be climbing the mountains. They're going to be going through a volcano. I don't know if you guys have watched the the last episode of, well, not last, but like the newest episode of OBX, Outer Banks, um, where, they're, where they're going for that El Dorado prize, money, gold, whatever it is. Like that's... That's what a Sag is doing. They're they're really like climbing, living in places they shouldn't be living in, you know, traveling, kind of like like journey to the center of Earth. Any 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 movie, any show where people are really like going through the rough to get to some sort of like prize or some sort of answer. That's like very Sag. Um, and kind of Sag is also the way I think about it too is like like Sag like is in the library and has a map out you know they're very intellectual very very philosophy based and in terms of philosophy and like beliefs too Sag is going to be the person who's going to try to spread their beliefs to other people um and that's that kind of goes on to the the point I was talking about earlier of just like Sag is always thinking they're right Sag is thinking they have the answer that they are the ones who have the right answer to everything whereas Pisces is going to be they don't really they don't, they don't really care if they're right at all. They don't really care about if they're right. For a Pisces, it's more about and they're and Pisces is not spreading their beliefs on other people. Pisces is kind of just like trying to be there for the for the ride and be like, hey, this is what I believe in. What do you believe in? <laughs> you know, and kind of trying to understand this like deeper meaning to life in that way, which is different from from Sag. You know, in fact, I feel like for Pisces, they're kind of like this yoga spiritual person. And Sag is more of this like history philosopher person. Both seeking knowledge, 
both having the sense of spirituality within them, but just in two different ways. Pisces is the, is going to be doing their journey inwards. Oh, yes. Pisces is going to be doing their journey inwards. They're going to be seeking knowledge inwards for themselves, to heal themselves, to heal the other people around them. But kind of they're on this like internal mental journey. Whereas Sagittarius is going to be on their journey outwards. They're going to be spreading. Once again, remember, they Sagittarius represents like this expansion. They want to kind of go on their journey outward into the world and learn new new things from what the world can teach them. Okay. So with all that being said, both Pisces and Ju and both Pisces and Sagittarius are ruled by Jupiter. But it's in different ways. So those that's the difference between a Pisces and a and a Sagittarius. And before I wrap up here, because we are like, yeah, we're almost we're like 50 minutes in, I think. We're almost an hour into this. Um I'm, I'm starting to lose my voice a little. But before I wrap here up here, I just wanna bring it home a little to the role of Sagittarius within the fire signs. Because I know if that if you're not a Sagittarius and, and you're listening to this and you don't have major Sagittarius placements or don't really know much about astrology, some of what I've been talking about today may not have been super digestible. I really tried to. I think I broke it down pretty easily, but that's coming from someone who knows a lot about astrology. So I know that for beginner astrologers or I guess people who are just getting into astrology, a lot of what they base their understanding off of is zodiac stereotypes I, I hate a zodiac stereotype okay um so i thought i if I, you know i could relate the role to the role of sagittarius within the fire signs like leo and aries and compare them and explain the difference between sagittarius and the other two it would really just bring home what it is i've been talking about this entire time for the past 50 minutes before i start though i just want to say that this comparison that i'm going to be using is based off of a comparison that an astrologer who I don't know his name but I do know that his TikTok account is the royal cusp when I first started getting into astrology years ago I would scroll through his I would scroll through this man's TikTok page about astrology all day every day and learn as much as possible as I could this was before I was reading and researching books on astrology and listening to Chris Brennan his astrology podcast all that stuff before I was doing all that I was getting a lot of my tic my astrology information from from TikTok. Um, but yeah, I tried to learn as much as I could. And he broke down all the different elements, water, fire, earth, air, so well. It was so digest digestible and so easy to understand. And so when somebody asks me to explain the differences between the certain signs in certain elements, what I repeat back to them is essentially what I learned from this man, the royal cusp. And because it, it was so easy, it really stuck with me the way he break, broke it down. And yeah, for a lot of astrologers, everything is self-taught and, and learned from a lot of and learned from other astrologers, meaning that astrology isn't something that's being taught in colleges, unfortunately. Oh my God, if I could be an astrology professor, man, I would like, side note, I am so lost with my career and what I'm going to be doing. And if if a professors for astrology were a thing that's what i would be doing right now um well not right now because i'm only 20 could you be a 20 year old professor i guess you could but like who would take me seriously no one anyway back to what i was saying though but yeah that can be a little dangerous you know if you're learning 
everything about astrology through other people because so many people have so many different interpretations about astrology. And so when you're just repeating back an interpretation that you heard from another person and not taking time to fully understand it, it's kind of just like spreading information. But I really need to figure out what his name is because I also know that he's a musician and a, like, I think he's a record producer. I think he's just amazing and cool and he has a great voice. <laughs> I, I've never seen this man's face. I, he just does voiceovers and like has great visuals on his TikTok. Um, and his explanation of astrology really helped me understand what I was talking about. So anyway, let's talk about the fire signs. So I want to say I'm talking about the fire signs in terms of fire. Okay. So I think that's the best way to visualize stuff is like by taking the element and actually like looking at the element and breaking it down. So yes. So Aries, when you're talking about fire, is going to be the spark. Okay. Aries are these headfirst creative like leaders okay these are the people who are going to be starting everything okay especially if you think about um its opposite sign which is libra libra you know represents balance represents weighing the scales weighing the options of life and x y and z and aries is the complete opposite <laughs> aries is impulsive aries is is going to be yeah, it's just going to be the spark. These are the people who have the idea, who have, I mean, it's also Aries season is um, the start of spring. In astrology, the new year isn't um, January 1st. It's it's when Aries season starts. So, you know, Aries, they're the spark. They're the people who are really creating everything, creating change, creating, creating a new life, right? Next, Leo. If Aries is the spark, Leo is the flame, okay? Leo is going to be what's providing the warmth, providing the heat, okay? Um, Leo is ruled by the sun, right? And so when you think about the sun, when you're like, what is, the sun's fucking hot, okay? And so it's in, ooh, oh my gosh, my stomach is growling. Leo is an aura of heat that affects everything around it drawing everyone to it with its warmth right leos are going to be center stage they're going to be the person you know that attracts everybody and so when you're thinking about a leo too you think about these performers and usually very very pretty people you know that's like the stereotype of about leos i guess is that you know they <laughs> they like to look good they're narcissists and stuff um and so when you just think about the flame itself, like the flame is a very <laughs> nice thing to look at. You know, people love to look at fire. People love to play with fire. You know, that I guess that makes sense too. Yeah, people are constantly like lighting matches and lighting their lighter because fire is just pretty to look at. And that is the Leo. I'm not really diving into into to the themes and the meanings of these signs as much as I could just one just because my stomach is actually fucking growling like i need to finish this because i need to eat but two because this episode's not about aries or leo okay guys um their time will come but yeah so aries is the spark leo is the flame sagittarius is going to be the spreading of the fire in the royal cusps own words sagittarius is going to be creativity unleashed I don't know how many times I've used the word expansion in this podcast. If there's one thing you take away from this from this episode specifically, Sag goes hand in hand with expansion. So and spreading. So 
like I said, Sagittarius is going to be spreading fire, spreading their beliefs, spreading their knowledge, you know, these people. I, I also think Sagittarius are very like history teacher vibes. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the difference between the three. Aries starts the idea. Aries has the idea. Leo takes that idea and uh, what's the word? I guess like shows it off to people. Okay. And, and, oh, 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 okay, I have, I have something to say. Okay, so Aries, I'm gonna think about it in terms of like a brochure, okay? Ooh, this is like another little, another little thing. My mind is like bouncing off of you, off of itself right now. So Aries is gonna be the idea that's in the brochure, whatever the brochure is about. Let's say the brochure is about like selling bikes. That's gonna be it. Leo, it's gonna be the pretty pictures of the bikes and, you know, saying the message and spreading the message of whatever, the selling bikes and whatever. Sag is going to be the person who is handing out the brochures about selling bikes to people. Yes. Does that make sense? I feel like this might only make sense to me because it it was a very like off the dome type of thought. But um, yeah, that's all I have for you today. I really enjoyed doing this. I will say not much research was involved. <laughs> a lot of it was just based off of what I already know about Sag's and my take on Sagittarius. And honestly, I like it that way. You know, I'm never going to spread misinformation about signs or astrology and then publish it. So I'm happy that I was able to produce this much content, like what, like 50 minutes worth of content about Sagittarius and have it be true, but also true to me and true to my own interpretation. Recording this also made me want to upload more, maybe even bi-weekly. I definitely don't have the time to do weekly podcasts, but maybe bi-weekly, maybe, and talk about astrology of the upcoming month or something. I don't know, but the last time I recorded, well, the first episode, because this is going to be a monthly podcast as of right now. The last time I recorded with Ish for the first episode, go watch that if you haven't already. All right. That was a really funny episode, whereas this one's like very informational. Um, That was like a month ago. Yeah. I don't, I don't really remember doing it. I didn't, I didn't remember how, how fun it is to hear my own voice, like in my ears <laughs> um, with, the, with the headphones. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just really love doing this and I love talking about astrology and with that being said I also post three times a day on TikTok usually um at Topaz T-O-H-P-A-Z-Z-Z and I post so much astrology content on there and people have really been eating it up and enjoying the information I've been spreading on there so if you liked this episode you can definitely find a lot of things like this and this kind of structure of me really breaking down an astrological idea on TikTok um, you can also find me on Instagram at T-O-H-P-O-Z-Z-Z, Topaz, which talk is also available on all platforms that you listen to podcasts on. Please leave a review. Please, 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 please rate the podcast. It's how I get money, but I'm not, that's not my main focus. Like I'm not trying to get income necessarily out of this right now. Um, but also it's just, it's more about engagement. Engagement is just so important. And when you leave a review, or engage with the pod it lets me know that people are listening and it's not a waste of time okay so thanks for listening everyone and happy sag season